Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We right into it today. No messing around. No more Mr. Nice Guy. The Dynasty is podcast is jumping off with a breaking news episode. Yes. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, excuse me, legend NBA, you know, he knows everything that goes on in the NBA, man. Uh, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers have traded Russell Westbrook officially. I know in our last basketball episode, we were discussing the trade deadline and a lot of names to be moved. Russ was one of those names. These are the details of the trade. Now, we have our Lakers analyst here with us, Mr. Alex Reed. I'm going to just read off the details of the trade, and we're going to get your opinion on it, man. So. It was a three-teamer. The Lakers, they traded Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a top four in the top four projected protected, excuse me, 2027 first-round draft pick. They send this to guess who? The Utah Jazz. The Jazz traded Mike Conley, Nikel Alexander Walker, and a second-round pick. 2024, and they traded second-round picks of their own in 2025 and 2026. They sent this to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves send the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. So for the listeners that are out there, yes, Los Angeles Lakers were able to keep Lonnie Walker, were able to keep a lot Austin of Reeves, Reeves yep. Hachimura, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. So now this this is a formidable formidable rotation. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and send it over to you, man. I want to let you take the first crack at this. What is your takeaway after seeing Russ get traded? For D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Blake Beasley. I think it was a great trade, bro. I, we just talked about this what Saturday when Jared Vanderbilt was the big player that we were trying to watch, um, see where he goes, and he comes to Lakerland. Now, now we legit have a chance to really make some noise in the playoffs. I feel like we got back a wingish forward, small ball center type guy, and Jared Vanderbilt. We got back a shooter. We actually got back two shooters because D'Angelo Russell shooting 39% from three this year. And uh, Malik Beasley shooting like a 34%, but he's known to be a shooter. Um, right. And we got back a point guard. So we got back somebody that's – it's not Kyrie, but he fits – he plays a similar game to Kyrie, so he fits a lot better with alongside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And he's significantly younger than Kyrie, too. He's like 26. I think Kyrie's 30. So – um, I know we gave up our 2027 20, uh 27 pick. That was a top five protect. It's gonna be very valuable. But for right now, we kind of solved two problems. If we give up the 2027 pick, we still got young guys that are going to be playing by 2027, so it's not a huge hit. And we don't know what they're gonna look like as you know the keys get passed to them and stuff. So um for right now, the Lakers look scary in the West, man. The Lakers are scary. I can't really give you a definitive team that I would be comfortable as the league is right now with the Western Conference. I can't tell you a team that I'd be like, man, 
everybody healthy, oh yeah, they gonna knock the Lakers out. I can I, I, I just don't see it, man. I don't see. It. I love it, Lakerland. We are back. And bro, I honestly agree with you. This was such a tremendous pickup for them, man. With with D'Angelo Russell being twenty six, he fits the timeline of an Anthony Davis. He fits the timeline of a Rui Hachimura, who are also younger guys. 26 for D'Angelo, 24 for Rui. I mean, Malik Beasley's only 28. I mean, he's he's still in that age group with Anthony Davis, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Anthony Davis is 20, 28 as well. Excuse me, Malik Beasley's 26. Yeah. And then, and then with Jared Vanderbilt being a young guy as well, like you mentioned, a guy that we took a lot of time on last Saturday's episode to highlight He's a he's a Swiss Army knife do it all guy, and he's only twenty three, about to be twenty four. So, like you said, with it being twenty twenty three now, giving up that pick to also to not only try to win now, but also trying to plan for the future was a tremendous idea, tremendous opportunity for the Lakers because at least Jared Vanderbilt should still be on the Lakers in twenty twenty seven. Being twenty three years old, about to be twenty four. I don't see why you'd get rid of a guy like that. Even if LeBron departs, that still leaves you guys with a lineup of a D'Angelo Russell, a Malik Beasley. You still got Lonnie Walker. You still got Hotsmore and Vanderbilt to run the wings. AD at the big spot. You can always draft another wing player, bring in another big. I mean, it's L.A. People are going to want to come to L.A. And then when you think about it, these moves – in my opinion, make Los Angeles more enticing for LeBron to resign. He already resigned. He's got two more years. And, and but I'm saying I'm saying after that, because at the end of the day, we know this season, next season, we're going to be LeBron's last two seasons with the Lakers. But these moves, who's to say LeBron might not want to sign another another two year deal, another three year deal, and be here in 2027, be here in 2026. I feel like I mean, yeah, future and for now. I mean, yeah, by that time, what he'll be like 41, 42 because he's 38 right now, so 2027, he'll be like 42. And that'll essentially be the end of his career. Why not stay where you've already made your roots in? I mean, he's been with you guys for what four, five seasons now. This is fifth mm -hmm. season. Why not just do another three, four seasons with the Lakers? Eight years with y'all, eleven seasons with Cleveland, four seasons with Miami. That's a bro, that's a that's a hell of a career, a heck of a career, bro. Hell of a career, yes. like, I mean, bro. And then that would put to bed that narrative of him being ring chasing or him wanting to take the easy road out because, although this gives you guys a lot more depth, there are a lot of good pieces that. I truly believe in a playoff series, y'all would have a good eight, seven, eight, nine man rotation. He still has to be the best guy on this team for y'all to win a championship. So he does. That would do a lot for his legacy. That would do a lot for his career. What I mean, I don't know what more you could do for your legacy, being LeBron, considering he just broke Kareem's all time regular season scoring record. But you know, there's still those people out there that still don't give him give him that credit for, you know, oh, he ring chased, oh, he made a super team, this and that. But 
staying here with this Laker team, getting them another championship, it could be major, bro. This could put to rest LeBron versus Jordan. It really could. No cap. No cap. And see, the thing with that is, see, the Lakers really do have two options here. Now they're in a situation where if the Brooklyn Nets decide to give up Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant will not, they're not going to try to give him up. But if the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant can't decide on what they're what direction the, the future is going for the franchise, and he does ask out, now the Lakers have the guaranteed best trade package for Kevin Durant. So, because you're not going to trade a player out there better than Anthony Davis. So we could trade Anthony Davis, maybe that 2029 pick, and bring in Kevin Durant. Oh, now I'm telling you to roll the ball out. Now I'm telling you mm. that we're going to get to the finals and LeBron James is still going to be the finals MVP. And at that point, I'm just giving Rob new ideas. He obviously doesn't need my ideas. Well, I have some, we have some pretty good ones. I ain't even cap. But he we did. Do. I got to put respect on uh, Rob right now. He robbed the Timberwolves. Rob robbed the Timberwolves. Like, yeah, bro. That is that insane, was, bro. That's an insane trade call. That was tremendous, bro. I just – I didn't see that. I was more so along the lines of – Russ being traded to the Jazz for Mike Conley or, you know, just some veteran guys, Jordan Clarkson and, like, guys of that nature. But, I mean, you can't ask for a better return than that. Considering considering they gave up Damian Jones, a guy that fell out of the rotation, Juan Toscano-Anderson, a guy who was never in the rotation, that pick yeah. is top four protected. So – Essentially, there's some situations where you'll find guys like a Giannis in the late first round, like a Jokic in the second round, like a Draymond Green in the second round, but it's unlikely. Your best chance to get that superstar players in the top four, top five picks, right? So in, in 2027, this kid's in what? Eighth grade right now? Ninth yeah. grade? So. Yeah. Who's to even say that there'll be a guy? There have been weak drive classes before. We were just talking about the Victor Oladipo class the other day, how he was the number two pick and Anthony Bennett was the number one. Now, granted, like I said, there were guys later on, but those guys had to work to get to where they're at. Who's to yeah. say that top four pick will be a guy worth anything for the Lakers? So Damian Jones, who was never in the rotation, and Juan, who was never in the rotation, and Russ, a guy they were trying to give away for pennies on the dollar, you bring back four four quarters instead of, you know, so it, I like it. Malik Beasley, that could be a, a tremendous steal. And if Jared Vanderbilt can consistently continue to hit his threes, y'all can have, I predict this, a finishing closing lineup for the Lakers. D'Lo, LeBron, if you want to go – but y'all y'all are so versatile now because if you want to go big, you can play Braun at the point. You can play Braun and D'Lo in the backcourt. Or you can go Lonnie Walker and D'Lo in the backcourt. And then if you, you win. Like, bro, y'all are just so versatile now, man. And it it's truly exciting to see as a basketball fan. Like, I'm not a Laker fan. 
But as a basketball fan, it's exciting to see. I agree. And it, it makes the league better because now you have the two the two mainstays of the league in good in good hands. You got the Boston Celtics in good hands, they're doing well. And now you got the Lakers on this turnaround that we can be on possibly. Um <clears throat> me, man, I, I'm just excited, bro. I'm just I mean, excited. Like I said, I'm I, I don't even really fear the Clippers, honestly. I'm looking at our Lakers schedule right now. We got the Bucks tomorrow. The Bucks may win that because we don't have the personnel. Yet, um, but with the Warriors, the Warriors are gonna have to scrap and claw the Trailblazers. We can beat the Trailblazers. We can beat the Pelicans. We can beat the Warriors again. The Mavericks may be interested with that new Kyrie pickup. I'm not really too hype on the Grizzlies, man. They really have to show me something. Basically, what I'm telling you is, if the Lakers can get up to the sixth seed, right now we're looking at the team that's in the that they would play would be the Kings. If, if you switch out the Lakers or the Mavericks are the sixth seed right now, if you were to put the Lakers in there and just stop the season right there, just as a hypothetical, they'd have to play the Kings. And I'm going to ask you, who are you taking? De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis or LeBron James and all these guys? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that the Kings are going to probably get gentlemen. So I'm being honest. Like, the Suns and the Clippers would have to take each other out. Those are two teams that I'm not really afraid of for the next level, and then and then I'm just looking like I, I think the Pelicans would lose to the to the um, to the Lakers, and I'm not trying to over exaggerate, but you got Hachimura who's a scorer and he can shoot. You have Dennis Schroeder who can shoot, but he's a scorer and he can make plays. You still kept Patrick Beverly for veteran leadership or whatever that's worth going against hmm. the Warriors or something, but uh, you got. D'Angelo Russell, who's legitly like he can give you like twenty and ten. I've seen him do it. He can do it. So, um, Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, you you gonna have to work the score on that. I would kind of like to see though, just as me personally, I'd like to see a situation where we could probably trade Patrick Beverly. I know the Dallas Mavericks are trying to shop Javale McGee, so maybe we can persuade, persuade that a little bit and see what we're working with. The Mavs are already they're already needing size. And so I, I don't see them doing that, bro. Just off of the strength of bro, Pat Bev has no value in the league, bro. The only team he has value for is y'all whole time. So the his best bet would be this. Honestly, I don't even think they would do that. Because Ben Simmons, even in his lowest, is still a significantly far better player than Patrick Beverly. <laughs> That's really trash. And honestly, bro, I want to say this, and then I want to get your opinion on the other side of the trade. But I'm looking at the Western Conference, and, bro, they're eight games out of the one seed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, eight and a half, excuse me, because – Nine losses and eight wins. So they're nine and a half games out of the one seed, and they're four games, three and a half, excuse me, out of the eight seed. So, bruh, it's it's no team in the West that has as much talent as the Lakers do. And so with – if they just get into the playoffs, bro, they're going to be scary. 
they're they're gonna yeah. be scary. But uh, I, I agree. Yeah, bro. If if they get in, no one wants to see them. But see, my my next question for you though, bro. I wanted to ask, what's your opinion on the other side of the trade? Because I'm looking at this from a Timberwolves perspective. They gave up D'Lo, Malik Beasley. They got back Mike Conley, Nikel Alexander Walker in three seconds. I mean, I they got younger with Nikel, but I feel like Mike Conley's kind of a step down from D'Lo at this point in his career. What what do you think about the Timberwolves in uh, side think- of this trade? I think the Timberwolves are the classic case of you can find a sucker every day. <laughs> they got robbed on both sides, front and back, by the Utah Jazz. Because now the Utah Jazz, they are fully, like, in a rebuilding stage, as we know. So they got rid of their last all-star caliber player. Yeah. And Mike Conley who's like, 35, and he's not the Mike Conley from the grit and grind. Those days are over. So, and Nikhil Alexander, he's a young guy. I mean, you know, you want to pan out. Maybe he's not Cam Thomas. I don't think he's going to come to the Timberwolves and be Cam Thomas, especially if you got uh, Edwards and Carl and Rudy that are all going to need be needing the ball. So, I the second-round pick they got, I just don't see, unless you're going to tell me that they're going to find Draymond Green in the in the second round <clears throat> and then put him and send Rudy also. I think they just got a big mess and they don't know where they're going. Um yeah. I think they got trigger happy last year with the Jazz again. Um trade with the Jazz. I, <laughs> you would think they learned to not trade with the Jazz, but with this Rudy Gobert, they really gutted their team and really destroyed the team moving forward with this Rudy Gobert. I don't think it fits. So in regards to the Timberwolves, I don't think I think this was a dud trade for them. Um, but in regards to the Jazz, the Jazz have 15 first-round picks until 2029. Bro, that's what I was going to say. When you consider the draft capital that they got for D-Mitch, and then now Mike Conley, bro, that's like 14, 13, 14 picks. But you said 15 until 2029? Yes, it's 15 first-rounders. That is Danny Ainge to a T, bro. He turned the big three Celtics. He turned Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett into, like, seven first-round picks. Like, mm-hmm. first-round picks and three pick swaps. And then turning into Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, all of these good pieces we have now. Robert Williams is a part of those picks. A bunch of trades, things of that nature. He has 15 picks. To be honest, bro, I'm with you on the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are taking a veteran swing. I don't think it's going to work because at this stage of Mike Conley's career, man, he's – I don't want to say the word washed, but he's he kind of is. I mean, 10.7 points, 7.7 assists, 41% from the field, 32% from three, 81% from the line. I mean, he's a good veteran point guard. Maybe they're hoping he'll bring to them a Chris Paul-type stability at the point because I guess maybe D'Lo was too hit or miss. But I just – I don't – I don't understand them making that move for him. And then 
when I look at this from the Jazz perspective, with you giving us that information, bro, that's tremendous. They're going to buy Russell Westbrook out. They're going to clear up that $48 million, bro. See, and that's another thing. I don't think Russell Westbrook is going to accept the buyout because that's $47 million that he's never going to see again. Nobody in this league is ever going to pay him forty-seven or any anything close to forty-seven million for a year. So I don't know if he'll do the buyout. I think he'll just have to wait till he's a free agent, and they might just do him the John Wall right. Well, it's like you know what, you can just stay home, um, you know, and stay home and get paid. They, I can see them doing him like that. It's playing out the same way as John Wall situation, where he was traded to a young team that we knew weren't trying to go anywhere, and they essentially just you know. You know, stay home and collect your check. Get ready for next season. Um, the Clippers are very much interested in them. I'm hearing that the Bulls are interested in them. I don't think either either one of the teams should go after him. Um, mm-hmm. I want to bring up with this specific point though. So Russell Westbrook is averaging like three and a half turnovers a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Lo is averaging two point seven. I know that might people might say, "Man, it's just one turnover." What is one like one turnover makes a difference? It's the way you turn over the ball. Actually, right. yesterday, um, in the LeBron's game yesterday, Troy Brown passed Russell Westbrook the ball, and it looked like Russell Westbrook was just like fumbling it, just threw it, and it just missed LeBron altogether. Right? We're getting rid of that that type of play. I know they said he improved on the defensive end. I I didn't really see it, especially with Shea Gilgis a match in front of him. I didn't see the defense at all. Um, And we're not really going to be needing the rebounding factor that Russell Westbrook brings in because we have AD, we got LeBron, we got Hachimura, we got Vanderbilt. Now, like, the rebounding is going to be, like, taken care of. So it's just the inefficient scoring that Russell Westbrook was giving us. And now we have a shooter at the point guard spot. 39% is not in the sneeze that, so. If I'm going to grade everybody's performance on the trade, I would give the Lakers an A, uh, not an A. I'd probably give us a B plus plus. Um, if we were able to get back a solid wing, then I'd probably give us an A plus. I mean, an A minus or somewhere in the A's. I'd give the Jazz an A plus though because of their draft compensation, and I'd give the Timberwolves a flat out F. I don't even know how you pull off this trade. Like this is an awful trade for me. If if we're grading it, because uh, since you did, I'll go ahead and do the same. Uh, Lakers, I'm actually going to give the Lakers an A, bro. I'm going to give the Lakers an A because I feel like the combination of Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt will be that wing that you were referring to. I feel like Malik Beasley will be able to guard well enough as a guard because essentially one of those two are going to be hitting – I'm pretty sure consistently every night. Either D'Angelo Russell or Malik Beasley playing off of LeBron, they're going to get wide open looks that they never have playing for Minnesota. That Malik Beasley, because the I, I I say that for this reason, because when I think about Malik Beasley, I have to think about when he was actually playing with a good playmaker, right? He used to play with the Denver Nuggets, and it was actually – Two seasons. Well, the season he played with Denver before they moved him to Minnesota, playing with Jokic, he shot 40% from three 
on about two attempts a game, and that was 2018-2019, right? So that was when he had a quality playmaker that was able to get him the ball in open looks. So, I mean, looking at that, Jokic was in his third season. Jokic was starting to turn into that guy that was that was the Nuggets' star player. So 40% from three shooting, playing with Jokic. Even playing with a team like Minnesota, who essentially didn't really have any playmaker, when he was supposed to be the guy in Minnesota, those 14 games, he averaged 21 points a game, shooting 38% from three. So he's shown the ability to score in bunches. He's had a season where he shot 42% from three, with 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 Minnesota, forty percent, thirty eight percent. So he's consistently high thirties from three, low forties. That's the guy y'all got back for Russell Westbrook. And I mean, if he can play in the backcourt, like I said, bro, this gives y'all so much versatility. Y'all can have big guards that can defend because Malik Beasley is a solid defender. You can play him and Lonnie Walker at the same time if D'Lo's getting cooked. You can play him with Pat Bev. You can play D'Lo and Pat Bev. Like, you can you can play Schroeder and, and D'Lo if you want to go full offense. Like, bro, Man, you're, you're making good points. Y'all, y'all are a very versatile team now, bro. So that's why I'm going to give you guys an A. I feel like that just made you guys so versatile. And then – I can't wait because I just have this vision of the Lakers going LeBron, Jared Vanderbilt, and Rui Hachimura at the three, four, and the five. Some matchup like that with shooting because looking at how Rui played last night, he's he's a pretty solid creator. He's a good mid-range scorer, good slasher. Vanderbilt can be a good screen setter, lob catcher from LeBron. LeBron is LeBron. Put two shooters around that three-man lineup, versatile, switch everything. That is the new age NBA. So I'm going to give y'all an A. The Jazz, I'm going to give them a B. I'm going to give them a B because, like you mentioned, the draft pick coming back, top four protected. If they can get a, a pick, they can use that pick to trade up because it, it seems like they're going for one Bayama. So I'll give them a B. And then the Timberwolves, man, I'm with you. I'm not going to be as harsh because I'm going to give Mike Conley a chance. I'm going to hope that He's maybe the missing piece for them. And I'm going to give them a D plus, though. So still pretty bad. But that that's kind of where I'm at with that. Now, the last person I actually wanted to talk to you about and the last, like, side of it I wanted to see was actually Russell Westbrook. So you feel like they're not going to buy him out or you feel like he's not going to take a buyout? I feel like he's not going to take a buyout because he wants the money. And as a business decision, it would just make the most sense for him to not take it because no other team is. They're trying to, they're trying to pay him seventy five cent on the dollar. Like they're not trying to take on that big contract. Um, and regarding what this look like for Russ, I honestly don't know what team he plays for next season, bro. And maybe you can help me out and figure this out. But I don't see a a championship team that can use him right now. Common sense may tell me the Clippers. But that's three players that need the ball. They're, it's not like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are spot-ups guys. And it's not really 
like they got any more spot up guys after them. Like they got Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard, but that's when the <laughs> that's when the buck ends for them on spot up guys. Everybody else is like an isolation type of guy. They don't need another right. rim running isolation dude. Um, the Hawks have two guards. The 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 Hornets could use Russ as ticket sale increases. The Knicks maybe no, they got Brunson. Not, like not there's not a team that he fits on unless maybe the Denver Nuggets, but they got guards. You know they got plenty of guards. I just to be honest, I would have liked maybe the Pelicans maybe. Uh, I kind of like CJ at the point there, bro. And they have Dyson Daniels. He's a young point. He's a young guard, like point two. It's pretty smooth. I would have liked to see the Timberwolves get him. I would have liked to see the Timberwolves try him out and see if he's a a a ceiling raiser in comparison to D'Angelo Russell. I really would have liked to see that. Because uh, I hope it can make it work there. Because after that. That's a wrap. But I, I say that because he has had Bradley Beal average his career high in scoring when he was his point guard. And so I feel like he could have unlocked another level to Anthony Edwards. Like, I mean, it would have been in Minnesota, would have been no pressure. He would have been essentially the third guy on that team because Cats, all-star, all-NBA big. Anthony Edwards is on that borderline. The way Russ is playing, he's not the all-NBA talent that he used to be. So he could have easily slipped right into that that point guard spot instead of a Mike Conley. Another team, and a team that you mentioned, I like the Clippers. I feel like he needs to accept the buyout, and he needs to sign with the Clippers. And I say that because Paul George was an MVP candidate, and Russell Westbrook was his point guard. Kawhi Leonard's never played with a point guard as talented as Russell Westbrook. Now, you might say Tony Parker, but Tony Parker was kind of on the downside of his career. You might say Fred Van Vliet. I'm going to take Russell Westbrook over Fred Van Vliet. Um, who else is Kawhi played with? And then the point guards for the, the Clippers, the point guard position has always been there, the most lacking position for them. Reggie Jackson and John Wall this season. It's like they've always needed a point guard. I think Russ is better than both of those guys at this stage in his career. And, I mean, I know his shooting percentages are ugly. I know his turnovers are ugly. But he's still 16, 6, and 7 and a half. He's still getting that done. I mean, I just – it's going to be – it's going to be – it's going to be some long nights, though, for us waiting on that phone call if he doesn't take this buyout and then plays this through. I feel like that's the worst thing he could do for his career, bro. You're right. It is, but I'm just thinking, like, I just can't see a, a, a world where he turns down that money, though. I I just I, – I, I just don't see it. Because even with the – even with him on the Clippers, I just don't see – I don't see how it fits, man. I, his, it's so sad because Russell Westbrook was my favorite point guard through the 20-teens. I'm not even going to lie to you. Just his, just how he uh, attacks the basket in his prime, and how he would get the crowd like going and stuff. It was just something to see on TV. But he doesn't shoot the ball well enough at all. He shoots twenty nine percent from three, 
And everybody that's competing that would need a point guard, they need him to be able to shoot, and he just can't. So what do you do? Do you send him to the Magic so he can be their veteran leader? Do you mm. send him to the 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 to, does he sign with? Well, he's you're not sending him anywhere. Do you sign him with the Raptors? Maybe t- help turn them around. But then you're running into the same problem because Scotty Barnes is the best shooter in the world. Like Pascal Siakam isn't the best shooter in the world. Gary Trent Jr. is all right. You know, Thaddeus Young isn't the best shooter. Blanton Porter's injured. Like, right, like, bro. It's it, the the options for Russell Westbrook are really slim, dude. I think. Yeah, and I mean, even if you put him on the bench, if you put him on the bench and he backs up, like, who is he going to back up? Kevin Durant does not want to play with him. Uh, can't send him to the Mavericks. Can't send him to the Kings. I mean, you could maybe. You could. Mm. It it'll be ugly, man. It, it'll be ugly. It'll be ugly, man. His best bet is just trying to stay with the Jazz, bro. But it's so sad. It's sad what's happening to my man Russ, bro. Because people like Skip Bayless are gonna try to ride him to like into retirement. He's really a top seventy-five player. I don't. I think people are forgetting that, but. He just doesn't shoot, man. He's just a horrible, horrible shooter. Horrible. It would be interesting to see if the Jazz play him, though, because the Jazz are in the 10 seed. And so, I mean, maybe maybe they're not ready to tank for 1B yet. Maybe they're actually trying to, trying to go for it. I mean, 27 and 29, like I'm mentioning about the Lakers being eight games out of the 1 seed, they're four games out of the 1 seed in terms of wins. And six, so there are five games out of the one seed. I mean, excuse me, five games out of the three seed with the Kings. And if we're looking at the Nuggets, they're ooh, they're a little further back from the Nuggets. But I mean, shoot, to be honest, the Lakers are a couple of ways out of the playoffs too. I didn't know no, that yeah. far from from the one seed. The Nuggets are running away with the one seed. So the best bet for any of these teams would be three through eight. Jazz are two games back from the Pelicans for the eight seed. So, I mean, you mean to tell me Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook is better than Mike Conley at this point in his career. I also feel like that. They're essentially on the same levels of their career. Well, they're basically at the same stages of their career, I should say, right now. I would say Russell Westbrook's better. So, do they play him with Lori? Do they play him with – Jordan Clarkson, do they try to see if he can bring out the best in that team? I mean, does he? But the thing about that is, does he hinder Lori? Because Lori's kind of been the guy averaging 25, eight and a half. He's kind of been the guy. Jordan Clarkson averaging 21 a game, his career high. So, but do you think Russ can unlock them some more? I I don't know, man. It's going to, that'll be tight. That'll be tight trying to because then you have Jordan Clarkson who's a ball handler, you got Sexton who's a a ball handler, you got Talon Horton Tucker who I'm pretty sure they're trying to develop who's a a ball handler, and it just just doesn't. I I don't know, maybe I I think they're going to try to play him, 
Um, but I don't think they're in. I don't think Danny Ainge cares whether he plays or not. They have 15 picks, bro. Over the next, what is it, 2023? Over the next six years, he has 15 first. That means he's got almost three first round picks for every new, every year coming up, for every draft, draft not coming up for the next six years. So, I mean, I just feel like, I feel like the end of Russell Westbrook is like upon us. Like, I really do, bro. And I don't want it to be, but. Unless he just becomes a all world shooter, I don't I don't see I don't see a team that can use him right now. That's but I got a question. Say, it is sad today, but I have a I I do have a question for you, man. I just uh, about some guys that are still on the trading block. I don't I don't know where I think OG Ananobi's on the way out. I feel like they're gonna send him to um to the Nets, but I don't know if they have enough. So who can you see um Fred Van Lee and uh OG and the Nubian traded to? Hmm. That's an interesting proposal because it's a lot of teams that have a lot of guards and for Fred Van Vliet, I would have said you guys, but with y'all getting D'Lo, the need for him is not as high anymore. So, so I like Fred. I could see, man, I really, I could see a team maybe like Miami taking a buy low on him. I mean, maybe Miami looks at him and considers him to be better than Kyle Lowry, which he is. Maybe maybe Milwaukee tries to make a, a win-now move and package together what they can. That's not Giannis Littleton and Drew Holiday. I, I, I don't see him getting traded personally, bro. I don't just because of the need for the point guard position. I mean, if the Bulls are interested in a point guard, maybe they look to try to move for him. But in terms of OG, though, it's a lot of teams OG can go for. I would like to see OG maybe in Phoenix. I would like to see OG also in Dallas, if Dallas has enough to make another move. But I don't know if they do. I feel like they have to give up Christian Wood, and that would kind of defeat the purpose. Because that would be their last center. Maybe they'll go and complete small ball. I would like to see him go to the Grizzlies as well, though. If the Grizzlies get tired of Dylan Brooks, I feel like OG would be a major upgrade, and that could help them actually compete in the Western Conference. See, I don't know if they'll do that. Um, I don't know if they'll do that, but I do feel like you know, if you want to surround um, Scotty Barnes with shooting, you feel like he can be like a Grant Hill type of guy, then maybe you package like Neesmith, uh, Duarte, and, you know, maybe Batad there or something. Um, if the Raptors are even going to go for that and trade OG there and put him in I'd the rather patience. have Dylan Brooks than all of those guys. Dylan Brooks is a bum, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. At least he can he can shoot. He's essentially what OG is, but he's just not as good. I mean, it, 
I don't know, man. That's tough. That's very tough. I honestly see Fred staying there and him just leaving via free agency. But OG can go to a number of teams. He could. I mean, he, he could trade him to – you could trade him for Herbert Jones and Nance yeah. or somebody. Pelicans would be nice because Herb Jones is a young guy. He has value. Uh, or Sadiq Bay, or I, I want to. I want OG to go to a young team where he can like mesh. You telling me Cade Cunningham and Ivy and OG can't do something? I tell you, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. That's the first round exit. I'm talking about like three or four years, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not talking That's about. That's what now. I'm saying. In three in three years, they're first round exit. He needs. They need to get my man James some help. He need to go to Portland. That's where he need to go. I can't believe I was overlooking Portland. They need a wing bad. Jeremy Grant was not what they thought he was. They need a wing bad. But he could be a third option. Who do you trade? Like if you're, I'm looking at it like you're not letting go of Simon. So that's done. But you know maybe teams are attracted to Shadon Sharp. Maybe you can get Shadon Sharp. Is a great young guy. I, I mean, if Toronto's trying to rebuild, why not? Because he's an athletic freak. And if he can find that jumper consistently on a lot of attempts, but he could be mm-hmm. he could be something in a 6'5", 6'6", as a two-guard. Man. Yeah, the problem. Oh. Hey, shout out to Shadon. Russell Westbrook traded. Oh, man. Never thought we'd see the day. I thought the Lakers were going to work it out, but they worked it out for LeBron. Shout out to Bron for breaking the record as well, man. I uh, can't can't say enough how, you know, amazing that moment was to see, see live. So shout out to LeBron. Yeah, I'm always going to know where I was watching that, bro, like, Poor Kyrick Williams, bro. He'll, he'll be infamous. The guy had no chance on defending that fadeaway jumper, bro. He's yeah, going to push that record past 43. What if he extends a record like 43,000? Like, who, who is going to break that? This is a good way to end it then. This, this will be the last question I have. What do you think will be the final tally of points when LeBron's all said and done? Look, if you had to just give me a number. Well, um, at the pace he's at right now, I could I could really see him scoring seven hundred more points to bring it to thirty nine thousand before the before the year is out. So that's tough, bro. That's tough. I don't think he's gonna do that Tom Brady stuff where he's like, I'm gonna play to on forty five. He might leave at 42 or 43, like Kareem, somewhere around yeah. there. So if that's the case, I don't think we're ever going to see Braun average 22 points in the in his league. I think that'll be – if that's the case, that'll be his last season. That'll be his last season. So at that rate, bro, at a 50, 55, 65 game pace every year, I could see him doing like 43,000. I think that's doable. And at that point – I don't even think the kid that's going to break that record is even born yet. Yeah. Because, see, I'm looking at this now, bro. He's at 38,390. 
he's essentially fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred points a game, like a season. I mean, fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred a season. So, if I'm doing this math, he plays another four years at about about fifteen to sixteen hundred. That's about six thousand to sixty eight hundred more points. So. I'm willing to go on a limb and say LeBron can hit 45,000 career points. I think he plays Nobody on a limb 45,000. I truly Nobody do. Nobody would break that. Nobody would break that. They keep saying Luka. I don't think Luka would break that. He does, he, I don't he laughed on much. the JJ. Yeah, he, he laughed on the JJ podcast when they said, do you think you could play 25? Nah, I'm doing like 12, 13, and I'm getting up out of there. I'm good with my 14 season, and I'm out. Like, bro, he's, he's, his, his body's not on the level of a LeBron where he can play that long. I don't think he wants to. Some guys just don't have that in them, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just looking because I know LeBron – I know LeBron James has never averaged less than 20 points a game per season. But I'm looking at it. A guy would essentially have to come in the league averaging, like, 25 points a game. 21, point, 21, 22 points a game as a rookie. In LeBron's second season, he averaged 27 in the league. He played 80 games. That's what that's what type of thing you're going to have to do. You're going to have to jump from – I'm surprised they won most improved unless they didn't have it back then. But, um, bro, that's a lot, bro. Good, good luck to the kid that goes for that. 45? Crazy. Yeah, bro. He uh, he definitely is one of the greatest we've ever seen step on a basketball court. So, man, I uh, I'm glad we got to come on here and do this Russell Westbrook quick one because I wanted to. We had to get this out here, man. And I'm going to get this posted for the people tomorrow because I want to hear from them. Who do y'all think won the Russell Westbrook trade? You gotta let us know, man. Please, at the Dynasties Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and let us know who won this trade because I'm pretty sure your your opinion is gonna be different from ours. So, and we're open all opinions. So, you know, again, this has been a successful, super duper successful episode. A quick breaking news when we had to drop for y'all quick. We had to get right into it, man. So uh, I'm going to pass it to my man, Alex. Let him leave something good for y'all, like we usually do in every episode. Alex, what you got for the people? Look, podcast uh, listeners, here's my positive thought for you guys. It's never too late to be a Laker fan. If you want to jump on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. come on. We got seats for you. Put we putting, uh, we putting cheeks in seats for this new team we got. And it's not too late to jump on the wagon. Choo-choo. The train is coming. Laker train is coming to the playoffs. And if we're not in the playoffs, y'all won't be able to find me. So don't even at me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The last thing I have to leave with the people, man, never give up. A kid from Akron didn't give up. So why should you? Never give up. 
And there you have it, another amazing episode of the Dynasty is Podcast, man. Just like that, we dropping nuggets of wisdom, words of wisdom. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Till next time, it's the Basketball Dynasty is section of the podcast. Your boy, Kung Fu Kate. I didn't even have to introduce myself because y'all know who I am. Alex did introduce himself because he already, y'all already know who we are. It's like, y'all know us. So, until next time. It's the basketball division signing off. Lakers, we coming for it, bro.